You're listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. It sounds bad, but uh, when I found out about it, like you, you'd like You're to. Like, I wasn't surprised. No, no, not at all. Like you should be shocked to hear that news. But <laughs> yeah. it was like, oh, Jared's been uh, a lot of porn, and he may have had sex with some some minors. And you're like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, I get the I get that feel. Uh huh. That's like, no, that isn't horrible like because you, I felt the same. If way. you told me Michael Fassbender had a bunch of uh, uh, child pornography on his computer and that he diddled some kids, you'd be like, what? He's fucking Michael Fassbender, right? He can, he's just swimming in pussy. He doesn't need to. Oh, you know what? <laughs> oh, uh, I'm, a, I'm a, a, little, a little fun um, Thanksgiving story. Uh, uh, swimming in pussy. No, that no, reminds no, me of Thanksgiving. No, well, well, my parents came into town, and my mom said that uh, she tried to listen to one of her episodes. Oh, no. And I had warned her before. I was like, Mom, it's already You might not want to. And, and, and she, she went a year. She held, held back. And then uh, which, finally confessed to me. Did she I don't know. I'm desperately trying to find out. Oh, she yeah. said it was one where we were talking about one of the Star Wars trailers. So that could be either the one from Comic Con <laughs> or the most recent one. But I need to go back and listen. Yeah. Because uh, she said she she didn't make it very far. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I had to turn it off, and I was like, "Sorry, mom." So now no, I'm you know dying what? to know what not I said. Sorry, not sorry. I mean, not this really. is our show. That's right. This is what, what we do. And I you know. know what? Your mother has to accept you and your dreams <laughs> and what it is you're trying to accomplish. But with it's, your life. as I'm talking about Michael Fest or drowning in pussy. I'm, it, it's comments like that that my mom probably heard. Yeah. Um, so and she missed all the good stuff. She doesn't so know about the recasting. She doesn't know about what did it do right, what did it do wrong. All she knows is that her her youngest son is a pervert. Sometimes it could be. Maybe it wasn't something you said. Maybe it was something I said. Uh, the tone in her voice and the disapproving this look in her eye. <laughs> she was disappointed in you. But then you uh, could be like, Psh. Shit, you stay in my place. That's right. It's the holidays. Hit you the don't bricks, like it. Ma. You don't like it. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the doghouse. That's right. The, Literally the, the donghouse. Literally. <laughs> this is the editing bay on the Next Wave Radio Network. My name is Joe. Mine is Joel. And this is where we come to talk about movies. Sometimes they're bad movies. Uh, sometimes they're really good movies. Uh, whatever the case may be, we will watch a movie every week and then come back here and discuss it with each other and with you, our lovely and quite uh, dashing and, mm. and charming. Editing Bay listeners. Uh, <laughs> no, something okay. I don't. So Joel was like in a bad fucking mood this well, morning. Well, here's the thing. I'm sitting there at work. I'm sitting there <laughs> trying to watch this movie. And suddenly I get this text from Joel. And he's like, hey, man, uh, where'd you find this movie? Because I'm not paying fucking $12 <laughs> for Wait it online. And then I'm like, I tell him, I'm like, oh, well, I've got this streaming link that I'm watching. He's like, yeah, go ahead and send me the link. Nice pick. And you then know like, what? Like the fuh this, smiley face. <laughs> this is exactly that Key and Peel episode where they're like texting each other back and forth. That was your Interpretation. You're putting a lot of you're you're uh, what's the word? You're you're trans, trans I'm transposing transposing I'm, I'm, your your shit yeah, onto I'm, my text. I'm projecting. When I, I was I was uh, I was like, wow, where'd you find this? So so here's my end of the conversation. Hey Joe, where'd you where'd you find that link, man? I'm I'm having trouble finding it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, N- nice pick, man. <laughs> smiley face. <laughs> it wasn't a smiley face. Well, it was it was the smirky face. It was the smirky I don't face. Know what it's called? And you were like, fuck this. No, no, this no, fucking, no. This fucking movie. It's because. And I was like, wow, Joe, why are you so upset? And you're like, fuck you and <laughs> no. fuck your face. <laughs> 
I was mad at the world, Joe, because I never I never wait until the last minute to watch. Because you don't. I, I come you right here from work. Watch it. You you tell me like what movie are we watching? You you tell me like on a fucking Thursday. You're yep. like, hey, what movie are I'll we watching it. again? Where is it? Because I want to watch it before the end of the weekend. I'm like, exactly. Oh, okay. I don't like I don't like to cut it so close, but I had to because my parents were in town. There's no way I was watching this movie with my family around. <laughs> the, um, this was of all movies we've watched. Pro- this one probably, probably would have been the safest. That's true. That's ever. true. It was harmless, uh, but but I didn't want my parents knowing that this was the <laughs> this dark secret. Yes, especially what I had to pay for it. But so I, I could have swore it was on Netflix or something. I could have sworn it should be. It should. Whoever made this movie should be wishing it was on every streaming service. This is uh, because okay. So before we get into it, before we, we announce, sure. Even though we we announced last week, uh, so I sent you the link. Mm-hmm. Before I sent you the link, mm-hmm. I sent it to to Sarah because Sarah downloaded a couple of versions of it and it would never play. Uh-huh. We couldn't get. We couldn't get the MP4s to play like on my PC. Even your computer didn't want this. My PC didn't want it, my Xbox, (laughs) my TV. Uh, And so I tried all morning today at work Uh trying to get this like extension to work on this video. Couldn't. Finally found it on this streaming site, but it was like this complete like Trojan-infested pirate website. Mm -hmm. It's my work computer, so I don't give a fuck. (laughs) So so I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, I got Russ Martin down the hall who's surfing porn every five minutes. (laughs) I'm sure I'm watching it. They're going to go, Joe, you watched a dance movie. Uh, (laughs) I would always embarrass to have this on at work. So I sent this link. I told Sarah. Sarah was like, hey, I still can't get this thing to work. And I said, okay, well, I found this site, but it's like... Horrible with with Trojans. Make sure you've got your security jacked up and don't allow any pop ups, uh, and you should be okay. I sent it to her, and it fucked up her work computer. Oh no! She was out of commission at work for like an hour, or two hours. Seriously? Seriously? Wow! I felt horrible. Like she was upset. It she she was like you. She was like fuck you, motherfucker. No, <laughs> no, but she was. She was like, God damn it! I hate you, Derek Huff. Like, is, why did you do this to my computer? It's usually the part where I have my little diatribe about Max not getting viruses and stuff. Yeah, but, uh, doesn't really hold true anymore. But I, even I didn't want to risk it. And right. and couldn't because our company's firewall was blocking such stuff. So I was I was dude, this is not streaming anywhere. It, it's not even for rent anywhere. No, you have I went to that Just Watch website that yep. tells you where you can find everything mm-hmm. and it said that Google Play had it for rent. And I, and I told you I'm like, "Oh yeah. dude, Google Play has it." I click on it. Nope, you have to buy it. Yep. And that ended up being the cheapest one at 9.99. Yeah. But but that one wasn't working for me for some reason. <laughs> so uh or no, they only had the standard definition That's version. right. And I, I remember saying I was like is it, what is it, HD? Because you're like, I'm going to invoice you twelve ninety nine. I was like, what is that, the HD version? You're like, yeah, because I have standards. I'm like, what? You don't have standards for this? this well, is- my rationale is if you're going to watch a piece of shit, at least it's got to be the most beautiful looking piece of shit, <laughs> right? Uh, like, I'm not going to watch a bad movie and w- w- see a little postage stamp sized uh, window on my computer. Like, right. I want it to be... I want to see that Asian chick's ass <laughs> in glorious high def. Oh, my God. All right, so cute, we um, we watched, and ironically, I picked this movie before the Dancing with the Stars finale. So we watched season 21, 2015 <laughs> champion Derek Huff really? in Make Your Move from, okay, so this movie was made in like 2009, 2010. It didn't get released till 2014. Yeah. 2013 in other countries. That's always a bad sign when it's released in other countries first. first yeah. like, we don't think it's up to standards for American audiences, but here you go, Korea. Have at it. Uh-huh. It's got one of your K-pop stars in it. Is that who she was? Yeah, she's Bo- a, she, she, Boa. I don't. I'm is that how you sure pronounce how to her pro- name? I should ask my brother. He's all about the the, the Asian culture. He's probably yelling at his his iPod right now or iPhone. <laughs> it's Bo- it's Boa. He's like this Bo-a. movie's actually Karumba 3D or whatever the hell it was. I, I looked at the Wikipedia page. <laughs> it had this a one different. It had a different name. Oh yeah, completely. 
Uh, but yeah, yeah, she's she's a K-pop star, uh, which which explains a lot. But she's cute. And she's got dance moves, and she can't act worth her, a shit. Her English isn't too bad. No, but but in a movie English. like this, it's not it's not required. <laughs> <laughs> they call, that's what they call it. That's not what they call it. They do call that's it. Their bad. It's their accent that makes them say that. I know, but you know when you when you when you get that <laughs> you're making me sound <laughs> racist. <now. laughs> when you get that spam email, it's like you know we would like you to click links to we take would like, you to bank we update site. We would like site. for inviting you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's in- English. Um, <laughs> listen, she speaks. Two languages at least. Actually, three, if you none believe. Of, none of them well. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I can't tell. Um, but no, she was... Don't, don't make. Don't take this out on me. She, I'm she not was, taking anything very, out you, on You're very talented, very you good taking it out on at me what she you does. You were so pissed. You were so pissed off. angry. You can't see. This is what. This is how rumors get started. You can't tell my tone via text. Um, I was actually just joshing with you. So what we have here mm-hmm. is a weird A failure take. to communicate. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on, on many levels in this movie. Uh, we've got a... A loose and, and I mean, this was what they used in like the trailer and all the write ups is like, it's a Romeo and Juliet story. It really is, but it's it's not in in kind of structure. It's not uh, well, you could call any rom com a Romeo and Juliet story. Then no, but only if it's 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 Romeo and Juliet because it's forbidden and and they're the direct uh, they're they have a relationship with um these two feuding you know in Romeo and Juliet it's, it's the Capulets and the Montagues it's uh-huh. the fathers feuding and this one it, it's their brothers yeah. so it's it's Romeo and Juliet it's forbidden love okay it's like uh, the lambada the forbidden dance that's right <laughs> how did that song go i don't know bada Live and direct from Philly Town. <laughs> Rapping hype and we can't get down. Pretty sure that's not the, the Lombada. That's <laughs> Lava Lava Lombada. <laughs> no, that's La Bamba. It, it doesn't go like that. <laughs> well, fuck, man. I don't know. Uh, so I right off the bat, mm-hmm. I want to point out like the excellent work they did in iMovie to make what? the title sequence for this movie. Okay, so there you go. <laughs> well, first of all, it's always a bad sign. You know, I always bring up, like, you see the MTV Productions. It's always a Harvard. Of bad things. Four studios. Four different studios, and they always have like you've never heard of them. It's like Bob K. Dicks, you know, production company, <laughs> and they always have these really bad animations. Yes, and you're like, okay, so there's a lot of people who had to come together to bring this to my eyeballs. Um, <laughs> that was one of the things that Sarah. I need to give her credit for this because uh-huh. that was one of the things Sarah pointed out. She was like, okay, like four production companies. I've never heard of any of these people. Well, they're all out of Korea, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, that's how they, that's how she got cast. Um, <laughs> but then we 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 start the movie, right? We're seeing footage, I guess. And we then, do see literal feet. We do see footage. That's right. That's see right. Derek Huff in his tap shoes, mm-hmm. walking around the world. He doesn't like walk in his regular kicks no. and then like change into his tap shoes once he gets to where he wants to dance. Dude is walking around in his tap shoes. He lives the lifestyle. I don't think that's good for your tap shoes uh, or the streets, probably. <laughs> well, the streets have no name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's on his little cardboard box or whatever. Yeah. No, no, he's tapping on like oh, a yeah. piece he's, of plywood. He's doing his dirty Vegas video. Cordage <laughs> plywood. <laughs> but then we we cut away to yes, the first of uh, several um, title cards <laughs> yes. that are done. It does. It looks like it looks like iMovie. It looks like a cut scene from a video game circa 1998. Like, do you remember that show Reboot that used to yes. be? Yes, that's what it looked. like. I loved Reboot. I loved Reboot too. But again, Reboot had way more character than this title sequence. Oh gosh, I I, I heard somewhere they were bringing that show back. Oh, oh, I hope so. That would be awesome. Oh god, they did so much good stuff. They, it's they a great did, concept. Once in that show, they did a uh, a complete spoof on the, uh, the, the Dire Straits the Dire Straits video. Yes, I saw that. That's one. That's fucking amazing. They did a whole Evil Dead send up Ooh. where like they had a character that was just like Ash 
Dude, Reboot was way ahead of its time. It was absolutely ahead of its time. It, just the concept of the cartoon alone um, was was enough to uh, to hold your attention. But then, yeah, they did the, they did that X Files episode. Yeah, with uh, they had Mulder and Scully, but they changed their they names. Changed their I names can't remember up. what it was. Yeah, but yeah, so brilliant. Uh, not for kids. Uh, this movie maybe for no, this movie not for kids I don't either. Think this movie's for kids either. A lot of cursing. There's there's quite a bit of cursing, and it's just it's not fun. <laughs> it's not it's not. It, but the thing is. Uh, unlike Dutch, where I I went into it and I was like, man, I love this movie, and then I watched it and was like, God, I've I've lost all passion that yeah. I've had for this. I feel re-energized by this movie. Oh, I do too. I'm so <laughs> glad to hear you say that. We're back, Joe. We're back. Backstreet's back. <laughs> all right. But before we get too far away from the the title sequence, Nick yes. Carter, by the way, was on the latest season of uh, Dancing with the Stars. And as that's well. very gay of you knowing that. Uh, but <laughs> so the, the title if by gay, you mean happy every time I watch Dancing <laughs> that's with the Stars. Exactly what I meant. <laughs> no, you know what? I well, we'll get in. We'll get into my my opinions of of uh, the majesty of dance here uh-huh. later. Uh, but yes, these title cards have to be mentioned because Joe. They obviously gave somebody some money to do this. Hey, we have these, you know, get Derek Huff's name up there, get K-pop star. What was her they, name? Uh, Boa. Boa. They did not pay a lot for whoever they had in this no, movie. The it, cast isn't what this movie, like, the cast and locations. <laughs> I don't know where the majority of, like, this movie cost, what, $15 million to make? $15 million. Uh, I think it eventually made it back because of the overseas audiences, uh, but I, it made less than a million. The, the American box office yeah. was less than a million And I think the, the whole pull before they pulled it out of theaters was like 1.4, oh and that was after a, probably a, a two to three week run. It's so But bad. yeah, but those title cards are unforgivable because I understand not having a budget. Fine. D- bigger movies with larger budgets can totally get away with just myriad pro white text yeah. on, on over footage. Yeah. Like, and there's something over classy about the it. Rigid, uh, the Ridge of Ben Affleck's dick. There you like, go. There's the title sequence. <laughs> Is that Gone Girl? I yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but you can get away with that, and you can make it classy, and you can actually uh, up the production value by, by, by doing it artfully. You know, frame the shot and then yeah. put, the, put the title somewhere. In. Oh, yeah. This actually, you they spent more money... To to cheapen their movie, it's so amateurish looking, uh-huh. oh, and yeah. it's like and it's, so there you go. So the people who decided to do that are the people who brought you this film. Uh-huh. That's all you need to know going into yes. it. Yes. Uh, all right. So <laughs> there isn't much in the way of like setting up the characters. <laughs> like Derek Huff is oh, yeah. dancing on a street, and then Kevin Arnold's dad from The Wonder Years like, yes. comes and busts things up. Yes, I love that guy. And that's the only time you see it. like the only dude that has even remote like. What, if you would call it star power, he's the only <laughs> recognizable. recognizable face in this movie is this guy. And he's in the first four minutes of the movie. And he's like, busted up. Like, some dude's parole officer is just like, either he was just walking down the street Mm-mm. and saw this happen. And he's like, hey, 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 stop this. No. You know you're not supposed to be within like 100 yards of these places. Get out of here. That or he was laying in wait. Yes, this was premeditated. <laughs> he had a lot of time. Very concerned about, and, and not even like cleaning up the streets or anything. This guy's already served time. He's already been in jail. This guy's obsessed with getting him back in jail. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not going to rest. He, he straight up says it. Yeah. Derek Huff is like, you know, you just want to see me back in jail. And, like, he says something to the effect of, you're right, kid. 
Like, well, to be fair, Joe, he is on the New Orleans Police Department. I mean, it's, a, it's a utopia. There's basically zero crime there. It's like it's like a Minority Report. They got precogs figuring out where crime's going to happen. That's what I, I'm like. You're in the middle of New Orleans. There yeah. really isn't anything worse happening somewhere. Right. Yeah. This like, isn't a pre-Katrina <laughs> New Orleans either. Nicholas Cage isn't melting some gold <laughs> that you need to stop him from doing, or 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 something. Something's got to be going on <laughs> instead of busting the balls of this guy who's he's a street dance- performer. He's dancing. Uh, and also, uh, what the what 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 the fuck with? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just it, like it it blows me away that a, a, a parole officer can tell people to like disperse. Yeah, generally parole officers I don't think are actual like uh, patrolmen. No, no, they, no, no. They can't just walk up to a group and go, "Okay, guys, they everybody no, break it up." Like, have no authority. You have, you have no authority. You have no jurisdiction. Now, if he was going to do anything, he might have a case uh, in the fact that Derek Huff is is sexually assaulting women <laughs> as they walk Con- by constantly. Like he snaps some girl on uh-huh. the ass with yeah. like with his towel or uh-huh. his hat or something. Yeah, uh, he's just picking girls up off the street and making them dance with them. Yeah, that, that you might you, that you have a case for maybe him breaking parole. And I think that way. that would have made more sense for it to be the reason why Derek Huff was in jail. Sure. That he's a he's a he's, he likes the ladies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that he's he's been very inappropriate with women. Does he like because the ladies in throughout her? throughout the course of this entire movie, mm-hmm. Derek Huff is creepy and molestery. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, he's a little molesty. A little bit. Yeah, there's there's a point, especially like near the very end of the movie, like every moment he has with the Aya character, mm-hmm. his character Donnie, mm-hmm. uh, every moment he has with the Aya character starts to play out kind of like high school, my first relationship, I'm far too intense, oh, uh, yeah. and like get away because you are a fucking creep. That's the thing. Uh, what 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 girls who watch this movie like they find endearing. Oh look, he won't give up. He's so he's so determined. No, but, but Joel, I'm not gonna he leave. Always gives up. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's just, he's like the opposite of GI Joe. That's true. He always gives up. And except, th- they made that a plot point in this movie. Except apparently when it comes to uh, accosting Asians. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he he's he's so in that way he's just like a classic American. <laughs> <laughs> but there's like an alternate universe version of this movie where where he's a stalker, where it's very dark, and he's just like keeps showing up at this woman's uh, workplace. Yes. yes. Yeah. Uh, and shows up at her school yeah, when she's around school. children, and and shows up at her work. Like mm-hmm. I really want to see a recut of this movie. You change the music in the background a bit, right. and change like some of the editing. Make it dark. And you've got a scary fucking film. Yep. Um, <laughs> what what? An, okay, I'm totally skipping around here. That's all right. Uh, there's this amazing sequence <laughs> where Derek Huff near the end. Derek Huff is like, you know, obviously you've got. There's this prickish fucking white guy who wants the he wants Aya to himself, uh-huh. and he finds out that Aya's into Donnie, and so he like sets them all up, and he, he puts them in a situation where Donnie has to go back to New Orleans because Donnie breaks parole mm-hmm. and goes to fucking Brooklyn, New York. He has to follow his dreams, Joe. He follows his dreams. I fucking missed why he went. Like I looked away for two seconds and missed why the fuck he went to Brooklyn. It's like he had this epiphany all within the span of thirty seconds. It's like so his brother, his foster brother, which yeah. you think that's how it was written in the script, or uh, you think they cast Wesley Jonathan or whatever that guy's name is, and then decided these guys aren't going to pass for brothers. Yeah, I mean, I think they, I think they, one's a brother. And the I other think one's they a meant to cast somebody else. I in think this so movie. too, and they had to write a line and oh, he's my foster brother. <laughs> it's like. You really, you really couldn't find like an African American dancer. Like well, there's, yeah. there's, there are so many. I don't there's know if so it's many. that or like, that they created dance, or that they couldn't get somebody else to fill the brother role. And uh, but yeah, it, 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 I don't think this is the way it was written intentionally. Yeah. Uh, but but we find out that he's got this hot 
happen in Brooklyn? Static. Yeah, it's called Static. <laughs> static. And it's the hottest nightclub in Brooklyn. It's They've got news reporters outside, <laughs> and it's like, in I, what world? I don't, uh, Joel. I know. I don't know, man. Like. I'm sitting here watching the weird cheerleading routines that are going on inside this club. Yes. And I'm like, who the fuck is going here? Why in the shit would you drop money to go to a club, a bar, and then, like, everybody's losing their shit mm-hmm. over, like, these weird, like, there's this weird cheerleading routine. There's also some chick who does the somebody that I used to know dance <laughs> in front of a tapestry. Like, yeah, yeah. And this woman is just, like, singing the Star Trek theme while she's doing it. What the hell? Yeah, that was random. <laughs> Michelle I Nichols. I, I have no oh, idea. Was, she just kept – I thought maybe it was a cover of Hey Ya because that was what she kept saying. Yeah. Hey Ya. Hey Ya. And there's like confetti slowly falling from the ceiling. <laughs> there's ever confetti falling from the ceiling. Well, no surprise though that this place is packed because, Joe, if you're like me, first thing I do when I get up in the morning I'm is uh, like you. I, I check my dance blogs. <laughs> And I, I see where the hot happening place is this this evening. Yeah, uh, I, I keep on top of that stuff. I got alerts on my phone. Uh-huh. Like, I I love these types of universes where they just assume it's almost written by somebody who doesn't understand how social networking works. Yeah, it's like I just put, I put a video on YouTube, dude. So everybody dude, saw it, right? Dude, fuck dancing. D- Donnie in this movie, Derek Huff, is the ultimate marketing promotion. He needs to be director. a PR. Yeah, he needs like, your job. He sets up. The fucking most successful event in the world with a, 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 an internet video, yes, a uh, a flyer, mm-hmm. and what else does he? Oh, and a text, and a text, he, all within the span of twenty four hours. Twenty four hours after multiple shootings have taken place at this yes. place, like that place gets shut. There's nobody's going to show up there for no. months. No, it's a PR nightmare. But they do. Mm-hmm. They fucking do, Joel, because he has the magic of dance. I guess he in does. Him. I had no idea, but this is what I was getting to. It, it's it isn't until he records that video at the end where he's like telling people, "Hey, I fell in love with a girl," and blah 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 blah, and I'm going to actually finally finish something that I've started. He says the words, "I left New Orleans on Monday, and now I'm." <laughs> I thought like the fucking I, I thought too. like weeks had passed in yes. the course of this story, a fucking three days. <laughs> it was fucking three days that Joe's this movie excited. takes place. Yes, how? How do you achieve half the shit? Like, Joel, just the thing that he does at the end of this movie where he's got, like, the the the, the musicians and mm-hmm. he does his dance and he's got the place, like, completely cleaned up, decked out and decorated. Mm-hmm. He's got, like, fucking, you know, a, a sound guy, a light guy. And you did this. You didn't do this over the course of three days. You did this in the past, like, this eight hours that <laughs> right. you had. He doesn't sleep. You rehearsed all this shit because you had to have fucking rehearsed He's this like stuff. He's like a shark. He just keeps moving. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Derek Huff never sleeps. <laughs> uh, and, and, and pulls off this thing at the end. And I know people are like, dude, but seriously, Joe, you know, that's the thing about musicals. People can dance and they're kind of all within the, you know, they're, they're within a rhythm. They never, mm-hmm. they never rehearse it. That's fine. I understand that, like, if you're talking about singing in the rain. A musical. Or if you're talking about, like, even Moulin Rouge, I'll give a pass. Yeah. Because Moulin Rouge isn't about dancing. No. It's a love story that happens to take place in a burlesque club. Yes. And it, it gives you the reason, you know, it, it motivates why, okay, this is natural in this environment, mm-hmm. that the story's being told through dance. They're not literally, I like to think <laughs> that the characters aren't literally singing and dancing to each other, but that is, you know, how we're telling the story. When you've got a movie about people who are like, fuck, man, I got to fucking dance. I just got to fucking dance. That girl was such a good dancer. Dance with me again. If you're not going to go out with me, dance with me again. If you've got a movie like this about these characters and they are brought up in this 
this this a culture of we are dancers, we are performers. You cannot, I don't know why, but for me, it doesn't work. You cannot have them have a sequence where suddenly they're fucking dancing perfectly choreographed. Yes, with each instant other. choreography. It's kind of like West Side Story come full circle. Yeah. You have the violence and you have the, the, the warring factions. But yeah. Uh, th- th- also a Romeo and Juliet story. Mm, that's what I'm saying. But you, uh, yeah, wh- why even say Monday? Why, why don't you, when I came here three weeks ago, even or just say when, that. when I arrived, when from, I New arrived Orleans, from New Orleans, you don't even have to give a time frame. Time stamp it. Thank you. Yeah, I know. I, I, I had to do a rewind on that one, too. <laughs> Luckily, uh, now that I own this movie, Joe, <laughs> it was easy for me to rewind several times as I had to. I'm so sorry. You know what? It's okay. I do want to rewind. Speaking I've spent of rewinding, more money on this movie than any movie on the editing bank. Did you happen to notice that the title sequence of this movie <laughs> lasted almost nine minutes? No, the really? di- the director card, the director title came yeah. up at eight minutes and forty five seconds after he goes to Brooklyn, as he's on his way. Yeah, as he's on his way to Brooklyn. I guess so. Yeah, you can. I, that's you can get a away long with that. time, man. That's a long time. Yeah. Like that's, that's longer. That's not a cold open. That's th- a that's longer on... than David Fincher movies. Like <laughs> like Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Like that title sequence was four minutes long. Well, so you're saying like the entire scene in New Orleans, you're counting as the, the it's, it the was title the entire sequence. title sequence. That's mm-hmm. too many. That's so much. That is so much time to spend with title cards and and credits. Yeah, get it the fuck out of the way. I was disappointed that we lost that guy though, his buddy from New Orleans, who was on uh, Reaper. Remember that that Kevin oh, Smith pen show? He I was also too. an old school. I think he was one of the guys. In was Oaks. he? I also have seen him like on a State Farm commercial or something. He's one of these guys <laughs> like you a see good around. Neighbor, State Farm is there. Yeah, yeah. And um, he's a funny guy. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, at least this guy will be some some comedic relief. Uh, and then they get rid of it. No, I don't know. And then is yes, it's this cliched Romeo and Juliet story, and it's all uh, you know the warring factions and and gosh, uh, like I I buy it when it's like around drugs uh-huh. or you know. Human trafficking. That's what right? I thought was going to be like happening in this story. I exactly. thought there was going to be something seedier mm-hmm. underneath. Yep. And there's not. No. The, no, it's just about fucking Two my, my dance club, which I am not convinced that those those locations weren't the same location, just dressed up differently. It did look, they just look like empty warehouses yeah. in the middle of somewhere. Yeah. They might have been. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Wh- why? Why? Why are they? Why are they fighting? Why go through so much trouble? They're like faking crimes and videotaping them and uploading. They have this whole because social that's media campaign to come to this other club. Ex- yeah, well, is it though, or is it just going to keep people apparently, away from all Joel, dance clubs? Apparently, it works because it worked so. for Derek Huff at the end because he texts everybody at the. We are all over the place here, but uh, this guy Mike like takes over the Asian dance club mm. like kind of he cuts the uh, the 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 Asians out there's this guy named Kaz who used to be partners with Nick who's Donnie's like brother and then they ended up having a falling out and that's now why we have the warring factions between the two because they had a falling out mm-hmm. well this guy named Mike is this like investor and he he's, takes over he's the like a Wall Street guy yeah too. and he takes over the club but he wants Aya uh and so he now has controlling interest he takes over the club I can't remember the name of the other club and o- like, Otto or Odo. Oh, or... Odo. That's right. And he says, uh, something. someone comes up to him and says, someone hacked our, our mailing list. <laughs> and suddenly everyone in the club is getting, like, text messages, including him. And it's fucking Derek Huff's video about, like, back on Monday I right. left New Orleans and I met this girl and I loved her. And, you know, Kaz and Nick have been fighting and da-da-da-da. Like, 
this total fucking middle school uh, he said she said i'm posting right? my feelings on yeah. twitter right now like posts all that he talks about all this shit and somehow this convinces the entire clientele <laughs> of club auto to come to this other place the owner included yeah yeah yes so what the fuck i guess it does work man <laughs> uh well no surprise uh especially if you knew that the director uh, who directed this movie. I, didn't, I, I don't know what else he's doing. Well, uh, he's been involved in other such dance uh, films as uh, Step Up, The oh. Way She Moves, Save the Last Dance, oh. and Make It Happen. In fact, he uh, he also has uh, writing credits on, on the <laughs> right. entire Step Up front. Did you realize there's like five of those movies? Yeah. There's like dude. Step Up and Step It Up 2 Wasn't and Step Up, step up, the, up the first one? Uh, what's his name? Uh, Magic Mike? Sure. Oh, Channing Tatum? Was Channing Tatum in the first step up? Mm, I guess that yeah, I think that was him. Yeah. I get them all confused. I know Julius well, he, Stiles is like in the half school of them. janitor and then he ends up like getting on the he starts dancing. Oh, he's good goodwill dancing. I think <laughs> <laughs> Very well done. That's really good. No, I think I think that one had Julia Stiles too. Like, Julia Stiles did a couple of them and confused the hell out of me. I just yeah. assumed she's in all of them. Yeah, Jeff is saying the yeah. okay. Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum. And, uh, and Step Up. And, uh, well, and then, he started a franchise. Yeah, and then she went on to like the Bourne movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you do that. Uh, Julia Stiles was Talent. In Step Up. She was in Save the Last Dance then. Yeah. That's what it is. Also credited by this guy. Yeah. So uh, this guy knows what knows how to how to get the asses in the seats, gives people what they want. Does he? Which I Does guess he get is... get asses in the seats? Have any of these movies done well? They keep making them, so it's got to have an audience. That's what I'm curious about, and that's one of the notes that I wrote was, Joel... Why do they keep making these movies? Because I cannot imagine that they do very well. America's kind of dance crazy right now. And has they? been for like the like, last five. Well, look at I watch Dancing with the Stars, but I don't fucking think that a lot of people do. And I don't blame people for not watching it. Like, Sarah didn't watch it until this season. Yeah. And then we started watching it together, and I think I got her a little hooked. <laughs> it's, But I just like the whole celebrity aspect. Like, seeing, like, yeah? who's going to surprise you? Who's that person that's like... Wow, I did not see that fucking coming. Like last season, mm-hmm. Bruce Willis's daughter, Rumor Willis, just fucking owned, and she was really fucking good. This yep. year, the champion with Derek Huff, the star that he was paired up with, was Steve Irwin's daughter. Oh, the, the uh, late uh, Steve Irwin's Bindi, daughter, Bindi, Bindi Irwin. Aww. She was fucking amazing. Aww. And so it's being able to see that and like see these people kind of come out of that shell. I like that. That's really fun to watch. It's that success story, yeah. yeah. The, the people you think would suck and then all of a uh, Didn't William Shatner do a season? Uh, I think he did. Billy D. Williams did a season. <laughs> oh, that's right. And he was fucking horrible. I mean, he did this one dance. Aww. Like his first one was a Lando R2-D2. Of course. It was, it was really cute, but he can't move worth a shit. Like his joints are all fucked. And so he kept making it through, though, like because it's a strictly fan oh, vote kind of that. show. Yep. And so they ended up having him come out, and he like announced, like, I'm just too tired. I can't keep doing this. And I, I suspect they made him do that because there ain't no way fucking Star Wars fans <laughs> aren't going to vote him through every goddamn week. So there, there was some, uh, some malfeasance going I think on so. there. The I same think so. person and who hacked... Um, Derek Huff's <laughs> the, the club the, auto the, the list, yeah. Uh, no, but so, but I, I understand why. Like that way, you've got like actual talent rising to the top. I get that. That's cute. Uh, but no, it's fun. I don't know. Are, is America dance crazy though? Now, I mean, these shows have been on, and they're all they're not going away. Now, I I do get the 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 kind of uh, voyeuristic, uh, you know, train wreck aspect of watching, you know, William Shatner or Billy D. Williams or or people you wouldn't think can dance start off shittily and then you know it's a Cinderella story. Uh, they, they, 
you know, gain some talent and gain gain respect. Maybe yeah. the, maybe they'll get a, a a TV show out of it. Uh-huh. Um, I get that side of it, but I'm, I I actually don't like that particular show because if I'm going to watch dancing, I want to see professionals dancing. I want to see amateurs trying to do. So I, I I do watch. Well, not anymore, but I used to. So you think you can dance? So you think you can dance? It's a great show, Joe. It's just like all right, Jeff. You know, I've, never, I've never seen, I've never I've never seen it. Uh, from what I understand, though, it seems like it's kind of like. It's kind of like the reality TV version of Fame. It's a, uh, it, yeah, they actually had a Fame as a reality TV show, didn't they, for a while? Or was Did that they? a scripted series that I, came back? I, it was a scripted series. Yeah, it's something similar. It is. It's, it's the American Idol <laughs> of Dancing. It was called Glee, Joel. <laughs> uh, see, another show that I... Well, that's more about acapella, though, than it is uh, uh, dancing. Yeah. Even though there's dancing involved. Except for that kid in the wheelchair. But uh, <laughs> he's not, not doing a lot hey, of moves. Man. He was spinning on the floor, though, he's, so I guess that he's, counts. He's rolling. <laughs> um, but I like... I kind of that show gave me a new appreciation for dance because it's 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 a form of arts and I appreciate it all no, forms of art, especially it's something that I can't do. I've got two left feet, um, and and to sound pretentious, but it's like the stage is the canvas and their bodies are the paintbrush. And yeah. They do some really cool things. And I find myself getting emotional at those right. shows when I, it's when it's done well, when it's done right, when it comes from the heart, yes. and when the dancers are connecting with one another. Mm-hmm. It is art. The dance sequences we get in this movie between yeah. Donnie and Aya are not art. It's bored. It, it's, it's so boring. It comes across as just it's just uh, this clinical, yeah. choreographed dance. There's no connection between our our protagonists. There's no chemistry between the two of them. Yeah. There there is a point. At, at one point, there's a little bit of chemistry. I find a little bit of a like there was suddenly a little cute spark between the two actors. But it was just too little, too late. When was that? When they were doing their dance fuck? Uh, no, no, <laughs> not even then. Okay. The, the dance fuck, dude. Can we talk about the dance? Sure, fuck? let's do it. So, uh, if this was the way that, like, if this is what we had to go through to have sex, I would never get to the intercourse part <laughs> because I'd be fucking exhausted. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I would be fucking exhausted. Like a four minute dance as I'm fucking, we're undressing each other mm-hmm. and like, uh, uh-uh, uh, I can't. It was clever, it. but again, I, that yeah, that that goes horribly wrong. It spins somebody out of a window. It hit my head on a on a <laughs> pylon. Yeah. Well, she kept dropping too. Like she kept doing this thing. Dude, where that she, one like, move where she, she like kept trust falling. She did the trust fall, <laughs> and I was like, wow. I I hope they did that in one take because otherwise we've knocked a K-pop star unconscious several times. I'd have I'd have been like, fuck, I missed her. Next, I... she'll be starring with Will Smith in Concussion <laughs> coming this winter. I like that they didn't you know mince words with the title of that movie. It's a concussion. Concussion. No double meaning or anything. I feel like that's that would be better served as like the title of a disaster movie, <laughs> it's instead of a movie about a doctor like doing you know research on on concussions and football. Jeff and I saw the trailer for that when we went and saw Rocky or not Rocky. Creed. Oh, wow, that's good uh, that you're really playing to the audience there, <laughs> showing that trailer. Right. You like people hitting each other in the head? Well, how about concussions? This is the sequel. Yeah. Um, Maybe Jeff and I will talk a little bit about that before we wrap up. Ooh. Um, oh, you saw it? Yeah, we saw Creed. We went and saw Creed. Oh, you should do a fucking uh, uh, what's afternoon, afternoon delight. Thank you. Nah, we just, we'll just put it on this. That. I want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> should I see it? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Yes, you should. I heard that it was just another boxing movie, but that was nope. probably from a critic no, who isn't a fan, fan of boxing movies. I mean, look, mm. th- you're not reinventing the wheel mm-hmm. when it comes to boxing movies. Uh, but it's a damn well done movie. Yeah. It's really, really good. Uh, I definitely put it up there with the first Rocky with Rocky Balboa. Uh, but I not better this, than. I don't know, man. Like Different some beast. I kind of keep going back and forth between like, do I like this one better than Rocky Balboa? Do mm-hmm. I not? Uh, a little sneak preview of, before Jeff and I talk about it. Okay. Uh, 
the fight sequences are fucking out of this world. Yeah. The the way that they film the fight sequences are outstanding. Uh, you I hope f- they do you something feel like new. you're right there in the mi- they do. Good. Yeah, they do. You feel like you're in the middle of it. Uh Coogler does this one thing where Who's that? In the, Ryan Coogler, the director writer oh, okay. of the movie. Thanks. Uh Who's he does this ambitious? in the first boxing sequence. Um it's theoretically it's all done in one take. I mean, you could tell like they probably hid some cuts here and there. Sure. Uh but very well done in hiding those those edits. Huh. But it's all kind of done in one take and you're just like in Creed's face. You're in Adonis's Creed's face the entire time, uh-huh. kind of seeing what happens, and then the camera's like swinging around, and again, seemingly never cuts, and so it's just really gorgeous. So like the fights, like they should, you know, and I think we talked about this in the Rocky Four episode. Like the fight should tell the story, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it does. Good, it, it does. Especially you know, it tells the story for that stage, and then you get to the other fights, and it tells that story. Uh, really good stuff, but yeah, no, we'll talk about we'll talk about that in a bit. Yeah, uh, what doesn't tell the story <laughs> are the dances in this dance movie, and that's what's important. That's what sets things aside. Like you, you talk about you know Gene Kelly and Singing in the Rain, mm-hmm. or you even talk about let, let bring up West Side Story again, mm-hmm. um, or even the the uh, the Beatnik dance in Funny Face. Mm. These are dances that tell a story of what's going on at that particular moment, or just tell you know they they kind of uh, they. They add a little bit more flavor to the conflict of what's going on, mm-hmm. and and help our characters, you know, identify a little bit more. Uh, none of that going on here. I never get that. I never get that we're truly developing these characters through the dances. No, I just get a. It, it almost plays like a cheesy music video where somebody's like, yeah. "But I like you." Well, I like you too, but we can't be together, man. Well, then I guess we're just going to have to dance. <laughs> and then, like, hits yep. play on the boombox. Mm-hmm. And then they just fucking dance. And like you said, it's boring. Yeah. And, and I, I found myself having this thought, like, why? why? Because we've seen these movies before. Obviously, this guy has done four or five of them. He has those under his belt. Why are we not still trying to work in the story about, oh, the evil Wall Street guy, and he's trying to take over my, so we're going to rally, and we're going to... I wanted to. I want to see because, like I said, I I like dance. I think there's there's art to it. Um, these types of films, though, should either do what you're saying, like be a full on musical. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And I'm not saying you need songs and people singing, but it can it can there can be something a little more artistic about it, and it can be kind of hyper real, uh-huh. where obviously you know where not all the dancing has to take place in a club yeah. or or on the street. Where uh-huh. why can't a guy just Moping around his apartment, but but do a little Gene Kelly dance, a la like, Singing in the like Rain. Kevin Bacon in Footloose. There, there you no, go. But you laugh. No, yeah, but no, seriously, I'm, like the punch dance sequence that yeah, he has in, yeah. the, in the mill, like that tells a story. That tells the conflict. Mm-hmm. You know, even that fucking movie, as bad as Footloose is mm-hmm. at times, you still got great motivations. Like the dances make sense. And like you said, there's that reflective moment where Kevin Bacon's dealing with the stress and he dances it out. Mm-hmm. That that works for the story. Sure. And why does the story have to be so complex? Like the story really gets in the way. It does. Why can't it just be about relationships with people? Uh-huh. Uh, and, and I've talked about this before about how they feel like when just because something is on a movie screen because it has to be big, the stakes have to be so high. Uh-huh. But every now and then, we're like a quiet movie, like Chef. That's what I loved about Chef. Chef was so good. nobody was in was going to die. There was no bad it was guy. Just human relationships uh-huh. and do that and mix it with dance and make it a little more artsy. Make it like a, like a Fantasia. Uh-huh. Where maybe there isn't like a, a <laughs> true alligators dancing with hippopotamuses, <laughs> ballerinas and storks <laughs> and shit. Yeah, uh, maybe it doesn't have to be that abstract, but obviously there's a 
there there's an appetite for seeing dance on film on the big screen mm-hmm. with, with some people, maybe on the smaller screen. Did you ever seems see? Like. Did you ever see Billy Elliot? I haven't. No. You should check that movie out. Yeah, because it's like it's, a little crippled kid dancing, right? Uh, Listen, he actually—that's a word, <laughs> Jeff. I'm not being derogatory. The kid is crippled, right? He's wearing he's, leg braces. He's, yeah, well, and then he gets new legs, Lieutenant Dan. <laughs> That was my magic shoes. It was my magic shoes. <laughs> Mama said that took me anywhere. I was running. <laughs> Something jumped up and bit me. Let's just do Forrest Gump quotes. There's right a up. snake in my boot. <laughs> no, no, wrong, wrong, wrong Tom Hanks movie. Wrong Tom Hanks movie. Shit. <laughs> Someone poisoned a water hole. I'm dying in Philadelphia. Oh, God. <laughs> Earn this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining now Woody sitting up against, up against the tank. wall. Yeah, up against the wall. Just shooting at a tank. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a toy tank. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> String gets pulled back into his back. Yes. Oh. Uh, uh, sl- Slinky's lying on his side, right. cut in half. Oh, Woody. Uh, <laughs> she reminds me of my sister. <laughs> Oh Lord! Um, there's Rex. Rex is trying to wrestle some guy who's plunging a knife. Into oh his no! Head. Yeah. Oh no! 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 <laughs> oh my God! That's hilarious. Everything else now fails in That's comparison <laughs> to what we're, defi- we're talking about. Um, oh my God! Well, I'm gonna try and get us back on track. Please here. do because that's amazing. Because kind of in tandem with what I'm saying about this, mo- the story getting in the way here, I never really bought the fact that. Uh, you know, this character's, you know, on parole. He's been in jail. He's kind of a bad boy, but he just loves to dance. He's got to express himself with dance. dance. And it's like, do you know anybody like that? No. Do you know anybody who no. is simultaneously, uh, well, first of all, this guy looks like a, uh, so such a softy. Yeah. Like, I'm, uh, he, he could not have broken any law. I, I love, like, I'm uh, tougher than Derek. I love, I love how they play him like he's a fucking character from Heat, where he's like, I was in jail for two years. That's right. I'm not going back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, what? Who the fuck are you, man? Were Breaking you De- parole. De Niro from fucking Heat? I don't think so, sir. Yeah, but I don't. I don't. I and don't. you wait. He went to. He went to prison for two years. Is that what it was? I thought it was yeah. six months. No, no. Two he was years. getting an additional six months at the end of the movie. Spoiler yeah. alert. Yeah. He was in prison for two years. Totally set this up for a sequel, by the way. Because he's like, I'll be back in six months after he shows Camille. Who, uh, what does she do? What does she work for? I just know I that. I don't know. I, I know that the, uh, the, the, the Aya goes to her with, like, her crew. Mm-hmm. And, like, they try to get her to represent them. Like, she's a dance manager. Right. Because that's a thing. Because and there's money in dancing. There's money in dancing. Also, dance managers are able to, like... Cut through the bureaucratic red tape when it comes to immigration laws. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's the other funny thing. There's a point where, uh, okay, so we, we we set up that she's from Japan, uh-huh. right? Even though she speaks Korean, she's a Korean, but she lives in Japan. Let, touching her, touching on what you just said, where it's like the story gets in the way of itself because at no point is the fact that she speaks Korean like key to the plot no, at all, except when they don't want Derek to know they're talking about him. But they could have done that when he when the bigot that is Derek Huff is like. <laughs> I love that hey, line. Can we start talking English around here? <laughs> he actually says that, He's, right? <laughs> In the most delicate way that you can say that, and it still came off abrasive. <laughs> yes. I know. I had to rewind that. I was like, "Ooh." He's surrounded. What were the looks on their faces when they surrounded said that? by a Japanese family and they're talking their native tongue? And he's like, "Hey, can we start speaking English?" Around here? <laughs> I like, love that. asshole, uh, you're the fucking odd man out. Yes. Why don't you learn how to speak Korean? Right. Um, but M- Mike did. But her her brother. 
brother, was it Kaz? Kaz? Kaz. Uh, the Kaz. The Kaz. <laughs> At one point. I'm not going to let you dance with the Derekhoff. <laughs> but he, uh, uh, he, he's talking to her, and he's talking to Aya. Uh, and he says something about, or he alludes to the fact that he had to get her out, of, out of Japan. I, I worked hard to get you here to America from Japan. Is it that hard to get here from Japan? I mean, this, it's not feudal well, China. I mean, it's it not. Takes, it takes, you know. It's, it's, it's not a, Shanghai. It's a good 36-hour flight. I mean, yeah. You got you got to be able to afford the ticket, but it's not <laughs> like, like it you're. Make, makes it sound like he's packing her away on a boat. That's <laughs> was exactly what I was going to say, where it's like. It's uh, the fucking Godfather. What was that movie with Jogo Lev? Oh, Premium Rush. <laughs> yes. Where it oh, had that whole B story. Oh, shit. Why are we not doing that movie? Coming soon to an episode. We fucking need to do Premium Rush. But yeah, the whole B plot <sighs> is them. they're trying to smuggle some poor <laughs> Chinese girl out of. Yeah, and apparently it's like real time. Like yes, it's, yes, it's daytime in New York, but also daytime in Shanghai. He's checking his phone, waiting for text messages from another continent. I'm like, uh, sure, but uh, God, oh, I forgot that movie. Yeah, so with Michael Shannon Michael as like Shannon. the most cartoony villain. But he's the, the best thing of that movie. He's the best thing, but like, holy shit, does he get like jacked? Like that in a scene? very unsuspecting like. It's so extreme compared to like the rest of the movie, which is kind of for kids, it's right? So, PG-13. It's so fucking extreme. Like that, the way he dies in that film, <laughs> it goes horrific. down as like right up there with like The Godfather. Yes, like out on the fishing boat. And, and, and as as bad as he is, like mm-hmm. the way they set it up, the way they set that movie up. I love that this episode is about like four other movies. <laughs> uh, the way they set this movie up, though, it's like okay, yeah, Michael Shannon's that he's that shitty villain mm-hmm. that you want to see kind of get his at the end. Yeah, he kills, but a man. like almost in a way that like uh, he gets he gets fucked up real good, right? But he doesn't get like cold blooded fucking murdered, <laughs> like and and the fact that like there are. Uh, two dozen witnesses to this murder, yeah, and nobody fucking says a thing because it's in Chinatown, and he's he's one of the cops, he's one of the blues. Ooh. But yeah, that scene it, it, because it plays out like um, which which Silence of the Lambs movie was it where uh, the guy's eating oh, his Hannibal. own brain? Hannibal. <laughs> yeah, when Ray Liotta, where yes, he's feeding Ray Liotta his own brain. It's kind of like that. Yeah, it is. And he's it like, is. Whoa, what's happening? I he's just like, gotta sit down. I just gotta sit out. Like I just the dude think. shot him in the fucking head, and you see blood and coming like, down his forehead. I just gotta sit down. I gotta like, think about this. Shit gets just way real. Yes, and for a movie about a fucking bike messenger, and then we cut right to Jogo Lev and yeah. uh, what's and, her name from Slumdog Millionaire. Exactly, and they're just fucking like, let's hear it for the boys playing. Gonna ride our bikes around. Whoa, shit got real. Yeah. Um, so back. So back to this. Back to this. Dance again, Derek. So uh, let's see. Um, that wasn't mine. That I, was I tell Sarah's. you, I don't. I. It's cliche in a lot of ways. This story <laughs> in every way. Again, <laughs> in every so way. in Romeo and Juliet, it's it's the Capulets and the Montagues. We said that earlier. It's yeah. The two fathers, they're feuding. Just in case you weren't paying attention earlier, Joel <laughs> has read classic Shakespeare. No, I'm just saying it's common knowledge. Um, and um, but there's not. A third party who's over them? Like, why isn't it just enough that these guys had this relationship in the past, they had a falling out, and now they need to come back together over, you know, between uh, the the love that Derek Huff and Aya have have found for each other? But no, uh, anytime you have a movie about minorities, the minorities cannot be the real bad guy. No. It always has to be Whitey. It's It's always got to be a a Wall Street uh, popped collar, salmon colored 
shirt wearing yeah. uh, Wall Street tycoon. Who? Which here's another thing. Where are the adults in this movie, Joe? There. This is just. This is the same universe as Never Back Down or Justin Timberlake's or just, <laughs> yes. movie where uh, just in time. What's it called? Time. <laughs> <laughs> it should have been called that, right? They. It, it, I think it was just called In Time. Or yeah. Where everybody yeah. is perpetually like in their <laughs> mid twenties. They've got little clocks on their wrists. That's kind of, I kind of like that concept. It's a cool concept. It Not wasn't executed. Movie. It wasn't executed very right. well. I'll be skipping that one. Uh, so we, the very beginning of the movie, when Derek Huff is making his way to New York, we cut to Nick and like his buddy, and they're st- they're in the car and they're talking about like, what's your best pickup line? And, and yeah, they're, do- they're driving through New York City, and they're not wearing seatbelts. Yep. Top, know, top down. Top down. I don't know if you had noticed that, but yeah, nobody's wearing a fucking seatbelt. And then he gets a phone call from somebody. Mm-hmm. We don't know who. And he starts to play as uh, uh, CinemaSins guy. Likes to He likes to use this phrase a lot. Uh, he starts to play the pronoun game where it's like, <laughs> hey, what's up? They're what? They're there? No, I'll take care of it. No, yeah. I'll take care of it. All right. No, just stay put. And he hangs up and the dude's like, hey, who is it? He's like. Guess who? Or, or some shit. Yep. He's like, they're back. Mm-hmm. And he's like, who? Guess. And then we cut to like five hot chicks playing yeah, exactly. the drums. Just I'm practicing. Like, I'm like, really? This is a pro-? And then fucking, they drive through the goddamn door. Yeah, like, it's these like A team style, <laughs> drive <laughs> through a fucking wall and stop these girls from fucking, they're fucking drumming. They're practicing. Yeah. yeah. If anything, they're classing the joint up. They're not fucking around with anything. Mm-hmm. They're not in his club. Yeah. They're not. They just happen to be like in his neighborhood, and he drives through their fucking pl- destruction of property. And that's touching on what you had just said when you asked, "Where are the adults? Mm-hmm. Where are the fucking cops?" We yeah. don't see the cops until the very end of this movie when it's convenient, and it's Nick's girlfriend couldn't stop them. <laughs> she she announces very loudly where she's like, "Nick, pause, 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 pause." I couldn't stop them. <laughs> and by that point, Thanks. all the cops are right here. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Nick pulls the total shitty move where he's like, hey, where's my that guy? Like, he's got a cop that he illegally bribes. Yeah. And he's like, hey, where's that cop that I illegally bribe? And the dude's <laughs> like, yeah, he's been suspended. <laughs> Way to call him out. Right? I don't know how he ever got busted. Keeping a low profile like that, but like the the cops are ineffectual. There there is obviously no such thing as real bouncers in these clubs. Yeah, because like Nick puts the club on like complete fucking lockdown, where he's like, you know, tight security. Mm-hmm. He tells the cop, he bribes the cop. He's like, make sure nobody gets nobody in. Gets Let's in. keep it tight. These fucking girls like sneak into the club with firecrackers. <laughs> yes, fucking firecrackers. They're they, they're all hooded. They're hooded. They take the fucking stage, Joel. Everybody knows, like, they're not allowed here. Yes, they're here, not supposed to be here. Here we go. And they take the stage, and immediately the fucking the light guy is, like, lighting their shit. Sound guy's like, what? The All DJ. right, here we go. Yeah. And, like, Everybody's as, on board. As the fucking owner, I'd be like, uh, I'd hit the fucking work lights. I'd be like, guys, um... Get the fuck out. Joe, like, you ever you ever been on stage? I, You've worked backstage I, I, a lot I've, of stuff. I've been on stage. I've been backstage. <laughs> or or I guess been to a concert where where somebody has, has attempted to climb up. Maybe he's yeah. had a little too much to drink. Bouncers, Maybe it's a super fan. Bouncers. Like seconds. Within seconds, they're tackled, they're pulled off, and the sh- and usually the band just kind of keeps they on keep going. On going. It's, it's a good two minutes before Nick, not Nick Cannon. What's the guy's <laughs> just name? Just Nick. He fucking looks like Nick. Nick. Um, is like... What, how'd they get in here? What are you doing here? <laughs> like, and then proceeds, pretty easily, actually. And then proceeds to watch them perform. Right. And it's like, whoop, too late. They already started playing. I guess we're going to let them finish. No, 
no, you own this place. Get them the fuck off the stage. Yeah. And then they don't just stop them there. Then she gets on the she fucking bar. on the bar. And, and this is where Derek Huff decides to jump into action <laughs> and tape tin cans to his feet? What's yeah. happening? Yeah, he crushes tin cans and he tapes them to his shoes because he didn't have his tap shoes ready. That's right. And he's got to have that spark. <laughs> Did you notice that little CG, yes. that bad CG spark they <laughs> were adding to it? Those were $5 million yeah. of this movie this went to. Not Scott Pilgrim worthy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was I was equally perturbed by that too because it's like why why you you own this place you yeah. have the power to shut this down uh-huh. hey, hey maybe the DJ that you're paying handsomely one would imagine to to perform right maybe uh, have them not support <laughs> the group well not, that not broken into your club and taken over not just that but then Kaz shows up Kaz or Kaz shows Kaz. up <laughs> and like that's when the bouncer goes. Oh hey motherfucker, you can't come right. here and he gets slapped. One and I guy. was like I was like, you know what? You deserve to get slapped. Yes. These people are on your stage right now performing and you should have fucking knocked them out. I made the note. I was like, one night I was at Trees and I accidentally I was trying to find the bathroom. I accidentally walked into the fucking kitchen or the, uh, the back of the bar and like the bouncer fucking pulled me out from behind there. Like with I had no idea what was even happening. Oh yeah. And I was getting pulled back by my fucking collar. And these these women get to do a complete fucking routine. Yeah, are you kidding? And me? it's not even like like they have kettle they have huge kettle drums that yeah. they have to roll in. Yeah, it's like you can't you can't sneak those in too. Uh huh. Yeah, that's frustrating. I mean, Derek was onto it though. Like he saw her he saw her sneakers as he was walking as she was walking mm-hmm. by. He's smart. He knew it was up. Uh, he's not smart. <laughs> this dude is not. But he smart. doesn't have to be when you have moves like that. He <laughs> he's got moves like Jagger. Oh, uh, what do I have? Oh 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 um. <laughs> The, uh, the, the, when he takes Aya back to his place, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. did they explain before that, that he was living like upstairs at Nick's home? Were the, is that Nick's home? Were they living in the club? I'm never quite sure. Where was this? Because all I know is he took her home and he's got like this loft apartment in New York. And I'm like, how the fuck you just got here? How the fuck can you afford that? And see, I'm still of the belief that, like, oh, he's been here for about a week or two. Or months. Maybe he's, you know, he's paid to get that. And he's like, he brings up, he's like, it's not much, but, you know, I'm barely ever here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's true. He's never there. He's usually just walking, moping around New York City, texting. Or he's got his plywood set up on a corner, <laughs> tap dancing <laughs> for, for money. Or banana peels. I, like, I do like the one shot of the one guy, like, throws his trash away in his hat. <laughs> and he's like, come on, man. I uh, I don't understand why it was such a pain in the ass for his buddy uh, to let him dance. Yeah. Like, well, could he have crush called his dreams? ahead of time and been like, hey, man, uh, I'm thinking about coming up. Can you give me a job dancing? Why well, does he have to surprise him? Yeah. Right? Uh, and then he could be like, yeah, you know, why don't you come on up? Or, yeah, I don't know about the dancing thing. Maybe I'll have you wait tables or, you know, you could bartend for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Instead, he just fucking comes up. And then he's telling, like, this guy knows what he could do. He knows he can dance. He knows him well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were but he's like, brothers. he's totally like giving him shit constantly. Like, nah, man, nah, you can't give me what it is I'm looking for. Like the routines in this movie were worse than the sh- movie, the burlesque routines. I was j- in, oh, in burlesque. I was just gonna say, I found myself thinking about burlesque, and I never thought I'd think that that was the, that's a superior, a superior film, film to yeah. something else. But it is. It is because at least you've got like clear motivations of what's going on with the characters, where they are, who they are in relation to each other. Uh. By the way, Julian Huff in burlesque. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so at least the Huffs are represented, I guess, in both of them. Uh, this this film wasn't entirely ugly to look at. No, no, they certainly had production value. Yeah, uh, there there were some some capable hands and minds behind the cameras. 
Yeah. Uh, or at least working you know, and lighting it. Uh, nobody really cared about the story too much. But that, that's and that's what I'm saying. These types of films have value. Like, we get... All right, Jeff. <laughs> Look at me. He's like, what? It, it, they have an audience. Like, play to your strengths, but we don't have to have these cops versus robbers versus... You know, one dance club versus the other, and social media, you didn't and gunfights. You didn't need the bad guy. No. You didn't need this Mike bad yes. guy. Yes. Because you have enough conflict going on in this movie between the, the two people. And that's, and, and right there, you've got the makings of a pretty decent story. Because with a movie like this, it's always kind of nice when you can have a film that doesn't have an antagonist. Yes, when right? it's just a misunderstanding, uh-huh. and like these two people kind of bring everyone back together, and you kind of find out, like, oh well, you know, oh his his concerns, his grief was founded, yours was founded, but you guys were able to get through it, and yep. everybody's everybody's a good guy. It was just different degrees and different points of view. You add this Mike character in, right. Because you needed a bad guy, you <laughs> need somebody to hate, somebody to propel the story forward sloppily. And we know he's a bad guy because he says lines like. I closed million dollar deals before morning coffee. <laughs> literally <laughs> this said that like nothing. Okay, uh, dude. Also, by the way, mm-hmm. he fucking was able to file a fucking court order to get that place closed down, <laughs> That's right. and and then also buy it. The cop is like, yeah, it belongs to him now. Yeah. What? What? All in a week. Like, wouldn't we have like an auction or something? Like you, you can't just buy fucking property if it's foreclosed on. Yeah. Um. Or. And even if it was foreclosed on, someone would have auctioned it before this yes, point. This process takes months. A, there would have been a clear, a, a clear auction going on in the space, and like a new owner would at some point come walking in while fucking Static Club is still operating and be like, <laughs> "Hey, what the fuck? Like this place is on the news. <laughs> like yeah. it's on the news, and they have these huge acts, and the place was fucking foreclosed. Like it was condemned." It was for no. There's no way this open hot for business twenty four hours ago. Right, this yeah. hot night spot isn't going to be like. The, there would be a lot more, uh, a, a lot more thorough inspections. People would be all over that shit if it's getting the kind of press. And he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna open up clubs all over New York." <laughs> no, no, not if it's if it's like this. So you cannot present it like it's this big successful club, and then find out that like, oh yeah, no it. They, you know, he hasn't paid, and they've they foreclosed on this mortgage like a year ago. What? They're, they're, no, n- no. The more you talk about this, the more I'm remind, reminded of burlesque because it was something very similar was happening, yeah, right? They were yeah. trying to keep the place open and and get money. They call it burlesque. It's a much more believable film. Yes, I think Julianne won uh, the Battle of the Huffs. Yeah, she did. The Battle of the she Network Huffs. Huffed and she puffed, <laughs> and she blew. Make your move down. <laughs> That's another thing. Um, it was difficult to find this movie, not because it's not for rent anywhere, uh, but I could I kept forgetting the name of the time because it's such a forgettable name. And I feel like with all these dancing movies, there's like a a wheel, the, a, a, the wheel of uh, dance movie names yes, where they yes. just have like twelve slots, and it's, it's like it's like step that, make. It's like that South Park episode about Family Guy where they just like they have the what was the whales. The manatees that just like have these little like these huge lottery ball looking things and it has like different topics and they just like <laughs> combine things together to make their topics for Family Guy. That's how they came up with the title uh, for yeah, this movie. Pretty much. Oh, well, I look God. forward to the sequel, Make Your Move to Step In It <laughs> Up All the Way. Move. Uh, Dance. So could you imagine, Joel, mm. 
you, Jenna, Jason, okay. Andrea, thinking, you know, John, right. Lauren, me, mm-hmm. Sarah, we all, all our friends. We all go to a club. Okay. <laughs> and what am I wearing? I really need just, to set this. You know what? Uh, you're wearing your an an Alamo Drafthouse uh, hoodie. You can't just describe what I'm wearing. Right and now, like you're, you're you're wearing a, a shirt, a dress shirt with a nice red bow tie. Ooh, I like that. And like the blue Dabba Dee Dabba Da song is playing mm-hmm. when we walk in. In fact, just as we hit the door, we hear. Can we make it the new No, so we walk in, we grab a couple of drinks and stuff. And we're watching these people. And, you know, this kid comes out, starts dancing. Mm-hmm. He's doing some fun stuff. This girl's got like you know some drums going or whatever, yeah, and it's a really Zima. cool thing. Mm-hmm. And then he, you've got your Zima, <laughs> and he start like suddenly he stops dancing and he like l- he looks in a direction like everyone parts. <laughs> right, I and love there's that. There's this woman and she's like clapping, and then like they start to engage in like you did all this for me, yeah, because I like. Do we need to be in the middle of all this shit? No. I don't think... Where's the show? (laughs) Exactly. Who's next up on stage? My attention is still squarely focused there. Oh, I guess they're done. I guess he's done dancing. He's now left the stage. And where are the free drinks we were promised? (laughs) (laughs) Because you could just do that. That, That's all right. And what was his... He's like, well, we got to fill the place up somehow. I guess that's it. False like, advertising? What? Sure. <laughs> Are you kidding? W- but was were they really giving like free free drinks? Yeah, I, I don't think you could do that. All around this film, like, are bad business models from yeah. the com- like I don't know how anybody uh, intends to make money off of it. Just because they're passionate enough about dancing doesn't mean people are going to pay for it. Yeah. When I get it for free on TV, <laughs> thanks to you, Puff. Derek Huff. They get because they've got such a, a huge Twitter network. They got a great That's social right media. Yeah, network. well, I follow them. There's the, there's the the end of the movie where like she starts. He lets Aya do her dance. He's like, "All right, you go finish this thing," and she does her dance and like does her drum things. Uh, and like at some point, we cut back to Nick, and he's like, "Tweet." Yes. <laughs> what is what is he says? It's something like that. He says, "Uh, start tweeting. Start tweeting live right now, right outside Bushwood." Witnessing something new and unseen. Because, you know, a bunch of hot young twenty somethings, all they do that's it's known that they just sit around watching their Twitter feed waiting <laughs> waiting, for, waiting for Derek Huff to tell them for, when the party Derek starts. Huff, yeah, it was waiting for Nick. Nick Cannon. Nick the static guy. <laughs> it's is not telling Nick us like what's new, what's hot, what's he doesn't even like and then oh yeah, then he does lift up his iPad and starts like filming it. That's right, shit. that's right. But, but I'm like, the way he talks to this woman who's supposed to be like his girlfriend Tat- Tatiana? He's like Start tweeting. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, so you you reminded me of something else. Um, so there, there's a, a heavy side story with all these YouTube videos and how you know they make it look like one. There's a shooting happening at one, and don't go there. You don't want to get shot at that club tonight. <laughs> the other club does it in reverse. Um, there's some superb uh, editing and and videography going on there, like. Somebody is right there in the mix. Like, it's the POV of the camera that we see later on YouTube. Uh-huh. Like, as people are punching each other, as shots are being fired. <laughs> like, where was that person? At least try to fake it. Yes. That it's from, like, a cell phone. You know you know what you should do? You want to make it look realistic? Make it a vertical video. <laughs> yes. With the letterbox bars on the side. Because nobody I know fucking nobody shoots in 16 by 9. Yeah, I do, uh, I do sometimes. Of, I, I do sometimes. I have been known to uh, hold people's hands and force them to. You know, hey, hey, do this. <laughs> I, did, I did it over the weekend. My brother was taking some photos. Like, hey, man. <laughs> clockwise, clockwise, buddy. Ninety degrees. Uh, uh, I love you, Lauren. That's so funny. You're such a dick to your brother. No, he's great. No, we're, he is great. Fun. He doesn't deserve a shitty brother. <laughs> <like> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> uh, I all love right. my bro. Do you have any other notes on this movie? No, I've got a few, but they're just like let's hear them. Oh, uh, well, Some random I mean, it's, thoughts. It's yeah, by Jack Handy. Uh, so when when uh, when Derek Huff goes to like drop off the one flyer he made for this club appearance. <laughs> 
he goes to that dance agent's office, and she's like, no, I don't have time. And dude fucking pulls, like, parkour dance. He fucking up, does a Spider-Man over a wall. Bam. And then, like, gives her the flyer, and she's like, I might be there. Mm. Like, ooh, nothing gets a woman wet. <laughs> like, parkour in her office. <laughs> exactly. And then everybody's looking at him like, yeah, man, that fucking Derek Huff. Yeah, he's got some balls. Yeah. Um, Mike. The, uh, the the bad guy mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. engaging in fucking full out extortion in the police headquarters. Right, where, yeah. where he's like, I won't press charges, but you work for me. As long as you say you work for me, you're mine. Right? Aren't, aren't those rooms bugged? Yeah, they. Like, I, you've I'm got cameras sure. on you. Yeah. And where are the fucking cops? Why is he allowed to negotiate? Right. In a- police headquarters. In police headquarters. Again, where are the adults in this film? There's no, there are no adults. Mm-hmm. This is the the land of misfit toys. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like when you do a, a high school play. And uh, we actually we, we did Romeo and Juliet in high school, and it was <laughs> but, fun. But we danced. <laughs> we expressed ourselves through the majesty of song, through the art of dance. <laughs> um, all right, and so and one last little observation: mm-hmm. if you're a Dancing with the Stars watcher like I am, yeah, uh, the white girl in Aya's crew, the mm-hmm. drum crew, is Allison uh, Hochler or Holker. Uh, who is uh, on the past couple of seasons? She's, oh. She got out early this season because she's pregnant. Uh, but she did a great routine with Riker Lynch last year. Uh, if you're near a computer screen while you're listening to this, uh, go to YouTube and look up Riker Lynch, R-I-K-E-R. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riker Lynch, Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm. They do a fucking awesome Pirates of the Caribbean routine. Yeah? Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up. It's really cool. I do love that. I love the pageantry. Yeah. Uh, and so there you go. That's Those are my other little side notes. I, I guess I do have one more note, and it's just about um, – you have to address the the, the racial uh, uh, aspect of, of this film, yeah, which I think you've done very well. Well, no, not just me. Ing- I'm saying English. I'm saying the the filmmakers do, um, and I love how they just get it out of the way up front when uh, Nick is breaking up. We, we mentioned earlier he busts through like the fucking Kool Aid Man yeah. and breaks up the poor Asian girls who are just drumming. Uh-huh. And uh, it, in in one breath he says, "Easy, hello, kitty. You know I'm not into all that crouching tiger." Yeah, and I'm like, "Wow, you're really blowing your your blowing racist your load, load right up front." But nobody ever steps up to him and they're like, okay, Kool-Aid. I was going right, to say. All right, watermelon man. Why is it okay? <laughs> I guess uh, Again, it's... lending more credence to the, the theory that uh, that role was not supposed to be played by a black person. It wasn't supposed to be him. Yeah. But he's he's got so much charisma, you can't deny it. <laughs> he's so much. We, got a, we found a role God, for him in this was, film. He's so good. He's actually not bad. He was he was really just cliche, though. Like He was just kind yeah. of run of the mill. Everybody was. Uh, oh, you know what? I, I kind of want to ask you about Derek Huff's acting abilities. What do you think? I didn't. I didn't hate him. Like I, I told, thought, I told I was Sarah, I was like, him to be much worse. I was like, this movie is laughably bad. I said, but surprisingly, Derek Huff is not the worst thing about this movie. Who's better, Julianne Huff or him? Uh, Julianne Huff, I think, is a better actress. Really? Yeah. Oh man, I thought she was kind of annoying. Yeah, well, and, she is, and, but she's still a little bit better of an actress. <laughs> yeah. Like I, like, I liked her in the Footloose remake. No, oh, I didn't see that. Yeah, one. I liked her in that. And the thing was, like. It was really weird because Dennis Quaid plays her father, mm-hmm. and she's got this striking strong resemblance to Meg Ryan. And I was like, oh, my God. Oh. And I didn't know who she was. I wasn't aware of like who yeah. you know who she was through Dancing with the Stars when I saw the Footloose remake. Mm-hmm. And so I kept thinking, like, is she Meg Ryan's daughter? Mm-hmm. Is this Meg Ryan's daughter in this movie? Uh, but surprise, 
it's not. Uh, <laughs> but I thought that she was good. I think she's got a, a pretty decent way about her. Uh, right. a, a pretty, you know, fairly natural delivery, if not cliche. Yeah. Well, you can't blame her for the writing. But uh, I think but yeah. Derek, Derek Huff gets better as this movie continues, as mm-hmm. it goes on. They obviously shot this movie in sequence. <laughs> well, yeah, you got to get the New Orleans shit out of the way first. That's right. Uh, and so I think he kind of found his groove near the end. But by that point, like I said earlier, it's, it was just too late. Yeah. Uh, I was <laughs> expecting to hate him more than I did. So... Suppose you're a sound guy working mm-hmm. in a club, and one of the performers comes up to you and he's like, hey, can I borrow your equipment? Can I use your equipment when I go down uh, to the stage? No, this is thousands of dollars yeah. that I've invested my own money exactly. for my business. Exactly. No. <laughs> Derek Huff wants to buy, he borrows his fucking microphones or whatever, mm-hmm. and goes down. And, like, he's whiffing, right? Isn't he, like, completely whiffing his dance? He, Yeah, th- that is what we're supposed to believe, yes. And then she shows up. And is like the, the the spinach to his Popeye. Yep, he gets his his uh his, <laughs> well, he, his motivation. Nick even says he's like, man, I thought I saw you dancing with a boner. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, they give him a they give him a long time to fail on really stage do. before booing him off because he's awesome dance wise. Like he's awesome until we get to this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All of a sudden, he, he, he can't... He, what what he opens the movie doing, tap dancing, he's yeah. choking now in front of everybody. Uh-huh. I mean, and dude, he's ever fucking tap. He's on the phone texting. He's yeah, fucking tapping. Pulled up on the bar and, yeah. and started tap dancing That's with... Right. Uh, with uh, Aya? Aya. 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 Boya. Aya. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's all I've got. Joel, what did Whew. Make Your Move do right? Uh, I think you mentioned it earlier. It doesn't look bad. There's there's a lot of production value going on here. Um, the, the the and I didn't even really mind the the choreography. I choreography was fine. I, uh, I, it just didn't have. There was no heart. To no, it. and that's the problem. Is and again, if if the story isn't gonna propel it, then just strip the story away or or create. I'm telling you, man, dancing with the not dancing with the stars. So you think you can dance? Does some great things in just like a little three five minute. Uh, uh, choreographed dance they tell a story yeah and that's what dance is supposed to do uh-huh uh i obviously i agree with you i think that the the way this movie looks mm-hmm. is probably the best thing it has going for it yep. uh it's a good looking film for being you know a, a standard dance movie uh it looks good and yeah the choreo the choreography is it's, it's spot on mm-hmm. it's just that you know there's there's nothing behind it. There's, yes. there's nothing else going on. So what did make your move do wrong? Uh, there's a lot of things you could point to, but uh, I'm still just perturbed that we had not one, not two, but kind of three villains in this. Yeah. And there was there was there was there was Darth Vader, uh, and then there was you know the Emperor uh-huh. controlling it all, the crusty and then there old white guy. There was Java, and then there was oh yeah, there you go. I was yeah. trying to think of another antagonist, but yeah, that's that's the best one. Or, or Boba, Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Ooh, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Where? Boba Fett. <laughs> Wait, man, I thought you were blind. <laughs> it's all right. I'm much better. Um, <laughs> a little higher. <laughs> just a little higher. I like that scream he gives when the Sarlacc grabs his leg. Ah! Ah! Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> Nicely done. Uh, okay, what I thought that this movie did wrong, and mm. it's touching on what I thought the movie did right, mm. that the choreography was really good. And the thing, you know, going back to classic, you know, classic musicals, uh, it's a marriage. It's a marriage of the choreography Mowage. and the music. It needs to work. Not just that, but you need to have that chemistry between the characters, between the actors. And so we didn't have the chemistry. Mm-hmm. We had the choreography, and the music blew. The yes. music was fucking uh, horrible. It's so much like uh, it's 
It's the type of music that five years from now, I'm not even going to say ten, five years from now we're going to be like, oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, remember dubstep? Remember yeah. when dubstep was popular for uh-huh. 90 seconds? Yeah. Oh, well, here it is in a time the, capsule. This was even worse than that. It was It was so... Uh, soulless. It, it was soulless, uh, charisma-free, as you like to say. <laughs> uh, there was nothing memorable about these these songs, nothing memorable about the music. And that's the stuff, when you think about Moulin Rouge, you know, you think of the, mm. uh, you know, the, the Elephant Love Medley. <sighs> and, I mean, the choreography's fun with that, but it's also... The music it it tells the story, uh, you know all of your classic uh, musicals. The the music tells the story. Fiddler on the Roof, tradition. Yeah. You're setting up the story. Sunrise, sunset mm-hmm. is telling. You know it is literally telling you. You know about you know, the passing of a generation. Right. That's important to a musical. You're telling a story through that. You cannot just tell a story through just. Soulless <laughs> dance, yeah. exactly, and that's why a musical is either successful or not successful. Yes. And in this case, because your music was so bad, mm-hmm. and then you add that to no chemistry with your characters, your musical was a failure. Right, and even if it's not if, if, if it's not literally telling a story through lyrics. If there's 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 themes, there's a but score. It's got to be hummable, this, and that's what this did wrong as well because they tried with the lyrics to tell you the exact thing that they were trying to get across <laughs> like the one song is let me in and it's him wanting her to like date him oh and remember at the very beginning of the movie when they're driving to Brooklyn uh-huh. and it's the lyrics are like welcome to Brooklyn, Brooklyn. <laughs> we're in Brooklyn and I'm like yeah well, I can see the fucking sign I see the Brooklyn Bridge I know yeah. we're in Brooklyn stop uh-huh. being so literal and then like you know what the, the final song is just like yeah we've all come together <laughs> and then there's even the fuck song and it's like we're gonna have fun <laughs> you know? I don't remember that part. Maybe it. I had maybe I had the director's cut. Uh, uh, well, so I'll, I'll let you borrow it because I own it now, Joe. I'll let you watch my version that I paid. Dude, I've had to buy movies that we've watched in the past. Uh, so yeah, no, I, I feel like you've you've completely missed the point when you're trying to create a musical, a dance musical, and your music doesn't work. Uh, all right. So if we were going to remake, why the fuck we would do this? If we were going to remake, make your move. Uh, today, how would we do that, Joel? Uh, I recast six. I recast seven. Ooh, I wonder who your seventh one is. Um, I have the parole officer. Oh, I don't have him. Okay, so there you, uh, go. you know uh, Kevin Arnold's father. <laughs> yeah, Kevin Arnold's father, uh, John Larita, I think his name is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I recast him with. You'll know this guy mm-hmm. from uh, Gilmore Girls, Scott Patterson. What? Oh, I don't know my name. He's, who is he's, he? He's uh, Lorelai's uh, love interest. Oh, Luke. Luke. Yes. Oh, he's great. Oh, that'd be great. He's kind of scruff and looks like he'd be a a beat cop. I wanted to get somebody who is also like known for his TV work. Oh, there you go. Oh, nicely done. I see what you did there. Uh, So who do you... I didn't do him, but my next lowest cast was... I did Camille. I did the the, the woman who they're trying to get to invest. I didn't do her. And I only recast her because... The first time I saw her, I kind of swore that was Parker Posey. Uh-huh. And I love to see Parker Posey play that role yeah. of kind of the dismissive uh, 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 PR agent. Yeah. So that was mine. Parker uh, Posey's good. All right. Well, then I'm going to go with this because I know you didn't recast okay. him. We didn't even touch on him when we talked about this movie. Remember Bobby the Irish Gangster? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like th- another fucking character that didn't need to be in this movie at all. That's true. He's another villain. He's, yes. a, he's a villain on top of the villain. Yeah. This is like the Sandman to the Green Goblin in, in Spider-Man kind 3. It is yeah. I own you now. I own you now. 
You know what's worse than a pissed-off Irishman? <laughs> That's right. When a pissed-off Irishman's pissed at you. Is your partner. Is your partner. All right. Uh, you so Bobby, played by Vinnie Jones. Of course. Yeah. Of course, because he sounds like him. All right. So who, who, did you like have, who did you have next? I did Michael Griffiths, uh-huh. who is the, uh, he's, he's the real bad guy. The white devil with his pop collar, his salmon-colored shirt. Uh, man, that guy reminded me so much of uh, a Christian Bale from American Psycho. Christian Bale. So <laughs> Christian Bale. Christian Bale. So you might as well get Christian Bale to play that role. Yeah. He's done it before. I cast Andrew Garfield in that role. Interesting. Yeah. Why so? Because I, he reminded me of Andrew Garfield. I thought he looked just like Andrew Garfield All when right. I first saw him. I was like, that. He could play a and snotty little rich And I'd kind of like to see Andrew Garfield play this role. You're a rich boy. You work for me now. <laughs> Uh, next up is uh, Kaz, 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 who is uh, one of the. Uh, he's either the Montague or the Capulet, but he's the, he's the brother of um, Aya. Aya. Um, and I actually, gosh, I should have said. Well, I, I'll, I'll spill my beans now because in my version, in my remake, um, they're not going to be Asian. They're going to be Indian. <gasps> And like, I, don't, I don't mean American Indian. Oh, okay. I mean Bollywood Indian. Jai Ho! <laughs> exactly. Um, Joe is doing a, the theme song from Slumdog Millionaire, and now he's doing the dance. Oh, I need to get that on video. Jai Ho! That's actually a great song uh, to go along with the great film. Fucking Jeff's neighbors are like, shut the fuck uh, I could have done uh, Dev Patel, you which is that guy's Dev name, Patel. but instead I did Cal Penn. Oh, I was like, instead I did Matthew Patel. So Cal Penn is is the, uh, oh, the, the like Harold and Kumar. Mm-hmm. All right, so that was your cause. That's my cause. I uh, stayed traditional with this tradition and went with uh, the guy who played Han Solo in the Fast and Furious movies, Soong Kang. Is there really a Han Solo yeah, character? Yeah, That's the name, guy's name? His name's Han Solo. <laughs> yeah. He, and, gets, and he gets killed at the end of Fast and Furious 6. Wow. He he's he first shows up in Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift, mm-hmm. which was the third movie, but like oh, it cr- didn't have Vin Diesel or Paul Walker yeah. in it. Vin Diesel shows up at the very end. And like up to F- uh, Fast and Furious 6, in the chronology, Tokyo Drift was the latest. Like it was the... It was the, the end. The end of the chronology. Mm-hmm. And then they finally caught up with it <laughs> with Fast and Furious 6, where Han dies at the end of Fast and Furious 6 like he does in Tokyo Drift. Aww. And then they try to figure out like what happened to him in Fast and Furious 7. Ah, uh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, was, so who did you recast with? I, <laughs> I recast Kaz. The guy who played Han Solo. The guy who played Han Solo, Soon Kang. All right, I like that. Uh, all right, so, so I'm going to go with means. Nick now. All right, let's do it. Uh, Nick, who played the brother, the guy who owned uh, Club Static, mm-hmm. played by Brandon T. Jackson, that mm. you would know from uh, uh, Tropic Thunder. Oh! He, he played Al Pacino. Yeah. And uh, he's also in the Percy Jackson movies. Oh, yeah, I love that guy. Yeah. Uh, well, I maybe showed my hand a little early by continually calling that character Nick Cannon because I am going to recast with Nick Cannon. I almost went with Nick Cannon. He kind of looks like him too. Or just because his name's Nick. Nick, That too. And doesn't he have a dancing background or am I making that part up? Yeah, he did Drumline. That's what I'm thinking of. Oh, I love those Drumline movies. Uh, Movies? They've done more than one? Oh, yeah. Oh, God. It was like a made-for-TV sequel, I think. Or (laughs) straight-to-DVD. So, um, keeping with my Indian theme then, since I had uh, Cal Penn, as the brother, as the sister. Uh, the old man from Indiana Jones and the <laughs> Temple of Doom. You call him Dr. Jones, doll. 
Um, you go to Pankot Palace. Oh, that guy. Yes. You find Shivalinga <laughs> and bring back. Bring to back us. to us. Bring back, back to us. us. <laughs> <laughs> that was unrehearsed. Holy uh, shit! Good job there, Joe. Uh, no, I am going to do. Um, you won't know her by name, or maybe you will, but probably not. But uh, over the over the Thanksgiving holiday, Joe. I uh, yes, saw a film uh, called The Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. Not the second best. Not yet. The best. Okay. But I will be seeing that sequel because I loved this film. Joe, have you yeah, seen it? I have. Yeah, It's, it's actually really, really, really good. good. Yeah. Uh, and there's a girl who plays um, the Slumdog Millionaire's uh, love interest. Uh, and that actress's name is Tina Desai. She's gorgeous. Um, and I don't know if she can dance or not. I thought you were going to go with Judy Dench. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Dame, Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> Dancing alongside uh, Derek Huff. Yes. Uh, yep, that's mine. My Aya. Mm-hmm. I went with Knives Chow from Scott Pilgrim yeah. and Ellen Wong. Yeah, you, you think she uh, can get choreography down? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Quite easily. I thought you were being serious there no. for a second. I was oh. like, uh, motherfucker. You what? know me better. All right, well, then who's your Donnie? Uh, who's my, Donnie? She said. Uh, my Donnie, really, memory. really, I went really easy with this one. I, I thought, okay, Magic Mike. Young guy from Magic Mike, Alex Pettifer, going with him for Donnie. Nice. Wait, what? Who is he? He's Adam in uh, in Magic Mike, the young kid. What else would I know him from? Uh, have Magic you ever Mike, yeah. seen Beastly? Mm, uh, strike have, two. Have you ever seen? I think he was in like I Am Number Four or something oh, like that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. I, I know that he's, guy. He's the. Oh, the guy he would be that. good. All right. Um, I didn't come across him. I had, I did have to Google actors who can dance. Um, <laughs> well, you could dance. And uh, for actually, inspiration. I saw a few on there. Channing Tatum was up there. Tom Hiddleston was there. Didn't realize he could dance. But I had to stop when I uh, realized that, of course, Joseph Gordon-Levitt oh, God. can dance. And he is my Derek Huff uh, in this movie. Of course you know that jo- Joseph Gordon-Levitt can dance. Have mm-hmm. you ever seen 500 Days, 500 Days of Summer? 500 Days of Summer. Oh, that sequence? That's my favorite. Oh, that's where my the, favorite. The, the animated bird like, yeah. lands on his Dude, shoulder. not just that. When he looks in the reflection of the car and he sees Han Solo from the end I of Star Wars. I love that. So good, Dude, man. That is, uh, we talk it, about that like, a lot, but that's a great just, film. It just, I mean, it, there's so many ways that they capture like... What it's like, like What to... it's like to fall in love and then to fall out of it. Mm-hmm. But like, it's so, it's so real... And this is going to sound ridiculous. It's so real in the way that it captures the 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 surreal feelings yes. that you get filled with. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh God, I love that movie. That's a great one. It's so good. Uh, did you do a director? I did not. I did. I did do a director. You know, Steven Soderbergh. <laughs> yeah. He's worked with Al- he worked with Alex Pettifer. He's worked. He's done. He's done dance movies That's that have true. had like some substance to them. That's a good point. Uh, so I'm going to go with Soderbergh. On Interesting. This. That'd be good. I just couldn't couldn't think of anybody. Pick someone off the top of your head. Uh, Clint Eastwood. There you go. Uh, <laughs> you know what? Hey, he's no stranger to musicals. Paint your wagon. He yeah, did, did he do that? Yeah, he did paint your wagon. Hmm. Uh, all right, so if you've got any thoughts about how Joel and I recast Make Your Move, if you've got thoughts about this movie, if you happen to have seen it, I, I'm pretty sure that Joel and I are now in an exclusive club <laughs> of like 200 people that have seen yeah. this movie, oh, I you at least in the States. Of males in their late 30s who actually purchased <laughs> no, the film. There's only one of those. <laughs> and that's me. And his name is Burns. <laughs> uh, all right, so if you've got any thoughts about this movie, you can let us know. <laughs> Joel watching his porn on his uh, on his iPad. Uh, you can get to us on Facebook. Go in the search bar. Type in the editing bay. Find the woman with the bleeding eyes. That's us. That's where you can talk back to us and uh, tell us what you thought about this film. Or if you've got a movie that you would like for us to uh, to talk about in the future. 
that's where you could send your suggestions as well. We've also got a website, right, Joel? We sure do. It is www.editingbay.com. Please go there. Please bookmark it. Uh, you can get back to all of our social networks from there. We have links to our uh, Facebook page, our Twitter handle, which is at The Editing Bay. Please follow us there as well. Uh, we still have a lot of T-shirts to give away, which you can purchase from uh, said website. We've uh-huh. got a little merch tab there. We've got pictures of us. Yes. Uh, and soon, soon, Joe, uh-huh. It will be updated because we got the Eddie Awards coming up. Well, I do want to touch on this really quick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it, it might be uh, might be pretty awesome for somebody, one lucky person who purchases one of the Editing Bay T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say before the end of the year, mm-hmm. if you purchase an Editing Bay T-shirt, uh, you have a chance at winning this Sean Astin signed photo. <gasps> oh, we still have that. We have we given away. Have that. have so we? that's how we're going to do it. That's got to be worth something. That's how we're going to do it. I like somebody, that. Somebody who buys one of our T-shirts before the end of the year going to put your name in a drawing, uh, and then on New Year's or like close that. to it, we'll go ahead and yeah. we'll draw a name, and you're going to get this Sean Astin signed. For and it. the way things have been going, chances are you might be the only person to buy a T-shirt, so that's a, <laughs> you have almost a hundred percent chance of winning the Sean Astin. <laughs> no, I'm sure by now people will be clamoring. So that's a great idea, Joe. So now we have four weeks, then, huh? That's right. To uh, to purchase. That's well, thanks right. and support the show. Uh, okay, so okay. where the hell do I go from here? Oh, okay, yeah. If you <laughs> if you subscribe to our podcast, if you got it on your Apple device, go to your podcast app and uh, give us a little bit of love. Give us a five or five star rating and a review. Uh, it's really easy. All you got to do go into that podcast app and go to the search function. Put in Next Wave Radio. That's going to bring up all of our shows. Obviously, you're going to initially look for the editing bay. Uh, go there and then just leave us a review and a rating. Love it. You know, you guys have been doing that and it helps. Mm-hmm. Uh, it helps a lot. It's funny with these job interviews I've been going on. Yeah. They've been bringing up the podcast network. Oh, interesting. And they're like, uh, so uh, so this podcast network. Da, 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 <laughs> and I, I kind of talked to them a little bit about that. Uh, that's beside the point. But it's funny because now they're like, they've looked at some of the reviews and they mm. brought up some of that stuff yeah. uh, at, at one of my interviews. Uh, so yeah, leave us a review, leave us a rating. Would really love that. Uh, it helps us because we want to get uh, another live show going. Hopefully, Sue, we went a whole year, didn't get to do another live show, oh. and I'd love to do another one soon. We'll make it happen. Uh, and then when you're done leaving love for us, we encourage you to check out our other Next Wave radio shows and leave them some love as well. You can go to uh, uh, Most Valuable Podcast with Matthew and Danny talking about wrestling. Uh, they did that uh, the the Survivor Series broadcast on Rabble.tv. If you've got the Rabble.tv app, uh, that would be awesome. You can get that and listen to them next time they broadcast. Joel and I are looking at doing a, uh, a live riff of, uh, of, yeah. of The Wiz when they do their TV broadcast, and also of Grease when Julian Huff takes on the role of <laughs> Sandy for Grease. Uh, we're going to try to do that as well, and we invite you to... To come along, so check out Rabble.tv. Uh, and again, yeah, check out MVP. Give them some ratings and some reviews and some love. Uh, and we've got My Comic Life with Jeff and Sam, where they talk about comic book stuff, nerd stuff, whatever's going on there. Jeff, what's hot this week? Uh, we're talking about... Cool story. Uh, All right. So, no, no, no. What, what, is, what is it? What do we got? Uh, the new uh, Captain America trailer. Oh, oh yeah. Civil War. I don't need your Civil War. <laughs> That looks so good, dude. We were I'm talking excited. about that. We were talking about that over at Jason's place, mm-hmm. uh, where like near the end of the trailer, and like uh, Bucky, and, and he's like Bucky. He's like he, he's my friend Tony, and you see like Robert Downey Jr. He's like, so was I. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, oh my god, yep. it's so amazing, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited for it. I think they've been rushing through a lot of these like good comic book stories, but man, they've always been solid with Captain America. 
so I'm, I'm definitely looking yeah, forward to that. Streak will continue. So leave uh, leave my comic life some love and uh, review. Uh, speaking of which, Jeff Creed. Oh really, yeah, a really, a really quick, really quick. Uh, I want to hear uh, post game on Creed. So Jeff hadn't hadn't gone to like you hadn't seen any other Rocky movies. Yeah, no, uh, like I'm sh- I'm sure I've seen like the first one as like a kid on TV, like when my dad is watching it. But like I can't. All I remember is like cut me and like Adrian at the end. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> Those are the highlights, really much. <laughs> so walking into this one, so like I had asked you beforehand, I was like, "All right, just give me a little brief background of of, of Rocky and Apollo Creed's history," because you know it does help a little bit to know what if uh, the their relationship uh-huh. uh, when seeing this movie, but it's not like dire important. Like I, I, I w- I'm not as familiar as it as Joe is, and I ha- I still had a really good time. You follow and, along just fine. Yeah, yeah. Is is the story is. You know, is is when they do when they do movies like this, they have the potential of dumbing it down too much yeah. and being like, you know, like let me just hold your hand, you know. And th- they didn't do that with this. They're like, you know, okay, you're gonna have to make some leaps that if you don't know what's going on, yeah. but you still get a very successful, you know, a fulfilling story. I did feel like at the beginning though, like when we like were uh, when uh, the uh, Creed character is coming up, it's like I felt like they re- like they really were like. We got we got to make sure everyone knows he's doing this on his own. Like like no no one taught him how to fight. He learned like because like he kept like there were like two scenes within like five or ten minutes of each other where he has the same line. Yeah, and and like luckily like that is like the only part of this film that like really is kind of like eh, about you know yeah. the rest of it is really good. Like you like you were saying earlier is the way the fighting sequences are done. And the camera work inside the ring uh-huh. was amazing yeah. and spectacular. And like, I know it's a drama, but like in those AMC Prime theaters where they have the subwoofers in the seats, I would still like. Dude, you you feel I like would, you're on the on the edge of your seat. I know. Like, I would still really like to see that. You know, in that type of yeah. environment, because I know it doesn't happen a lot, but still, like those scenes would be so much more intense. Yes, they would. You know, uh, what did you think about how they used Stallone? The Rocky character I really, wasn't exactly front and center. Yeah, no, which was the best. Which was the best is like, uh, is they they used him th- to help drive the story forward, uh-huh. but like he wasn't the main catalyst. Like yeah. he, you know, is he was he was in the supporting role, which I thought he did a really good job of, and they could have really fucked it up and have him like been like the main focus of the story. Right. And that would have been bad because from my understanding, they're trying to kind of set this Creed movie up as like as its own let's thing. start yeah. another franchise. Of course. And you know, and uh I thought I thought some of the makeup effect, like w- you know, I don't want to say what happens, yeah, yeah. but Stallone gets sick and some of the makeup in it, I was like, you could have done for like for what he's doing for the illness that he has, like that's a really common makeup effect that like you've seen done better in like yeah. in, in lower budget Agreed. movies. Agreed. You know, um, but and then also the ending, I was kind of like, mm, like, and I I can't say yeah. why I didn't yeah. like it because yeah. then it would give away like yeah, don't spoil okay. it because I yeah. might see this. You know, yeah. no, but, it's, it, you you should. It's a good movie. The ending, I was like, you, I thought like you could have put something. I, I get why they did the ending uh-huh. the way they did it, yeah. but like. I, I can't really I understand. say much for No, that. I, I understand where you're coming from, and all I'm going to say is movies sometimes are like poetry, and sometimes they got to rhyme. 
Yeah. Uh, just like J.J. Abrams talking about Star Wars. And yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, no, I, I, I thought I th- it's a really it's – a, it's a good movie. It's a movie yeah. I did not expect it to be as good as it was. Mm. Uh, and you had high hopes for it already. I, I, I had high hopes for it. Yeah. And, and it, it met those expectations. Uh, I've – I think that this year has been really, really great when it comes to like revisiting uh, classic franchises. Mm. Uh, Mad Max. That's right. You know, we go back to Mad Max. Fury Jurassic Road, World. One of my favorite. Oh no, 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 sir. <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> We've revisited a lot of franchises this year, but yeah. like the ones that we hadn't seen in like a super long time, like Mad Max, came back with a fucking vengeance. Rocky. Came back with a fucking you know this 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 film franchise is now back, and as long as they don't go to the realm of like fucking cartoony villains like mm-hmm. Rocky Four, they should be okay. Just you know don't do one every two years. Make sure you got a good story, and then kind of continue it on. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, it's it's a good time, and it's total. It's worth the money. Uh, I was worried about them releasing it so close to Star Wars. Yeah, but then I realized. Wow, this is actually the perfect time for you to yeah. put it out. You don't want to do it after, no. Because nope. fucking, I, th- I think like at least critically, Rocky uh, or Creed. I keep calling it Rocky. Yeah, Creed's sitting at what like ninety two percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Eighty eight yeah. the last time I saw it, but that was opening weekend. I think it's gone up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's still because it, it is a good movie. It's fucking, it's it's doing great critically. It's doing better than mm. what fucking Hunger Games. Yeah, wow. but like I don't think budget wise, it's doing as yeah, well. Yeah, I was about to say is like I was a little disappointed when we were at a. Uh, an advanced screening and it was not full. Yeah. You know, it was like that, uh, that, that was a little upset. I think that's part of the problem when it comes to something like Rocky though. People are going to be like, oh, that's another fucking Rocky movie. Uh, and don't, don't let that keep you from going to see this because it's really a good flick. All right. So there you go. Uh, uh, 93% at Rotten Tomatoes. Wow, it's gone up still. Yeah. Nice. Uh, so there's Jeff's take on Rocky. Um, all right. So we are inching even closer to the holiday season, Joel. It's the holiday season. It's the holiday season. And we... And we... <laughs> just wondering what you were going to do. Um, I wanted to... Um, yeah, we don't have a lot of time because we're already going to lose a week because we got to talk about episode I mean, you three. Say, you say that like we're going to lose a week. I mean, well, it's Star Wars. Saying, we get to talk about Star Wars, and God knows we're going to be talking more about true. You know, The Force Awakens. But. Absolutely. Um, but um, there's always so little time in between now and, and Christmas, especially after Thanksgiving. So i, I got to do a Christmas movie. Yeah. And I was going to do a, uh, a, a listener request from, gosh, about a year ago. Um, but it's about a kid, uh, a little bratty child. Yeah. Uh, Home a, Alone 2. If you tell me we're no, doing fucking Home no, Alone No, 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 we're not going to. I'm telling you what we're not doing. It was going to be that uh, I'll be home for Christmas with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. We're going to save that for another week, I think. Oh, oh okay. So I'm calling an audible here. Oh, no. Last minute because uh, oh, I wasn't excited to watch that. But I am excited to see uh, another Christmas movie starring a very bad Santa, Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, shit. We're going to do Bad Santa. I've never seen Bad Santa. I haven't oh. either. Oh, shit. What? You guys are going to. It's <laughs> got Jeff's uh, uh, approval. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't. I thought for nope. sure this would be a movie no, you've seen. I've never seen it. Oh, every, people have been talking about it. I know it's a Coen brother. It was written by the Coen brothers, right? Yeah, uh, or it's, supposedly it's a, it's a cult classic. People love this mm-hmm. movie. It's got my uh, Gilmore girl in it, Lauren Laura, Graham, Lorelai, and uh, and and a midget. Was she Lorelai Gilmore? She was. She, yeah, she was. Jesus, sorry. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hey. how dare you? <laughs> so uh, a bad Santa. Yeah, they've been talking about that for years. No. We'll see if it, it if it no. no? Yeah, it's happening, huh? Wait. There it is. All right. Well, there you go. So this will uh, leading up to the sequel coming out in the squeakle. Does that say 2013? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so let's 
this will be fun. It's been a while since we've done a movie that neither of us have seen. Yeah. It, um, it, there it is. 2018. Is 20, that what I saw? Oh, my God. Man, that's, I uh, might not live that long. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't Jeez. say that, Joe. It's the Christmas time. <laughs> it's so Christmas let's watch time. some Bad Santa. I'd see, love to. See if uh, what all the fuss is about. Hell yes. All right. So make sure you join us next week as we inch closer to Christmas. Uh, talking about Bad Santa right here on the Editing Bay. Uh, Jeff, thank you very much, sir. Enjoyed it. Joel, this was always a pleasure. Well, thank you, sir. I'll catch you next week. Guys, have a good one. Bye. You've been listening to the Next Wave Radio Network. That's fucking gold.